why does it seem that so many bodybuilders these days are dying at such a young age? Is there something that they're doing that are contributing to this premature mortality that we see? Obviously, not every bodybuilder is dying, but it seems like almost not a month goes by when you don't hear of a, some bodybuilder somewhere dying, and it seems to hit the professional ranks more than the amateur ranks. Now, the obvious uh, answer to that, why it hits the pros more than the amateurs, would be that the pros use more of various performance enhancing drugs or such as anabolic steroids, growth hormone, insulin, and all those things. Uh, but are, are bodybuilders really dying more than the average person? If you look at the statistics, uh, one website looked at this and they figured out that the average mortality rate for, for professional bodybuilders is 12.6%. For the average American man, it's 13.5%. That would mean that bodybuilders have a less mortality, lower mortality rate than the average person. Uh, but you would think that the bodybuilders would be a lot healthy since bodybuilding entails a lot of good health habits such as paying attention to nutrition, exercise, cardiovascular exercise, uh, not letting yourself get obese. All these things are risk factors for mortality and, and diabetes, stroke, all those things that people do. The bad health habits that lead to these diseases usually are not engaged in by bodybuilders. Uh, but it's also pointed out that if you look at the historical record, you know the reason why it stands out, these, these current deaths of bodybuilders, is because bodybuilders of yesteryear didn't die like this. A lot of them lived to it. Uh, well, I wouldn't say they lived to a super old age. Uh, there's only one bodybuilder I can think of offhand who lived to over 100. This was a, a bodybuilder from India. Can't remember his name offhand. He was a little short guy. He was only something like five feet tall, maybe even 4'11". He competed in a, a, a contest way back in 1948. I think it was a, a Mr. Universe contest, and uh, he lived to uh, just over about, I think it was 102, possibly 103. Now, there's something to that I should point out, that one of the things that I've been studying longevity uh, research for a number of years now, <laughs> for personal reasons, because I'm getting older, so, you know, I want to do whatever I can to try and extend my health span. Uh, you know, you have to differentiate between differentiate between health span and lifespan, meaning that uh, a lot of your lifespan is determined by genetic predispositions, especially disease to disease. Like, for example, if you have bad genes towards cardiovascular disease or diabetes, like I have bad genes towards both of them, you basically have to go out of your way to kind of turn off those genes. Uh, that's a science called epigenetics. They now know that even if you're born with bad genes, there's ways to turn them off, for example, through exercise and nutrition uh, technology and methods, much of which I discuss in my Applied Metabolics newsletter. I, I talk about this a lot, about ways to basically control your longevity uh, through, uh, again, natural means. No, it doesn't involve any drugs. Occasional drugs like metformin, you know, but not, not an extensive view. It's all natural. I discuss, again, that extensively in my Applied Metabolics newsletter. But the thing is that, uh, you know, the years ago, the bodybuilders, uh, let's say the ones who won contests in the 40s and the 50s, most, a lot of these guys lived into their 70s and 80s. Uh, just the other day, as a matter of fact, there was a bodybuilder 
named, uh, well, his, his movie name was Mark Forrest. He did a number of muscle movies in the 60s. His body, as a bodybuilder, he was known as Lou Degney. Uh, he competed in contests in the 50s. He just passed away, uh, I believe it was, it looked like it was a stroke. He just passed away. He was 89 years of age. Now, <clears throat> Reg Park uh, made it into his late 70s. He was a great bodybuilder, won four Mr. Universe contests. Uh, John Grimmick made it to, I believe it was 88. John Grimmick won two Mr. America titles. The only one, man to win two consecutive Mr. America titles, 1940 and 41. He made it to 88 years of age. I can go on and on, but the, there is definitely a trend for bodybuilders of years ago to live a little bit longer than the than the predicted lifespan, which I believe now for men is something like 73. A lot of uh, older body uh, bodybuilders from the past actually exceeded that 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 uh, ex, uh, uh, that average lifespan. They lived sometimes 80s, 80s, 90s. Jacqueline, of course, lived to 94, I believe it was. Joe Weider lived to 94. Uh, so why are these guys dying today? I mean, you, you look at the look at Dallas McCarver a couple of years ago, young body blow on the way up, top pro. I even predicted in a Generation Iron video where I reviewed the Mr. Olympia that he competed in. I predicted that he would be a future Mr. Olympia. Instead, the man died at age 26. Then you got a guy like Luke Sandow, again a great bodybuilder. I'm not really sure of what caused his death. I've heard all different things, any ranging from suicide to something else. I don't know. But I do know he was only 31 when he passed away. Of course, the more, more recently, we have uh, two great guys. Uh, Sean Roden, who was the 2018 Mr. Olympia. He died of a heart attack at age 46, which is very young. And then you have uh, George Richardson, who was a top professional competitor, found dead in his hotel room three days before he was going to compete in this year's this Mr. Olympia, uh, I, again, I have not received uh, or I haven't read any reports uh, that basically tell the reason uh, or give the cause of his death. I did see some anecdotal report that when his body was found, he had blood coming out of his nose. That could be suggestive of a, a brain aneurysm or something like that, uh, where basically a uh, blood vessel in the brain suddenly explodes. It's like having a massive stroke. It could kill you like a bullet to the head. Uh, I do know that sudden death of any kind, unless it's caused by unnatural means like being stabbed in the heart or a bullet or something like that, when you when a person dies suddenly, it's, it's almost always some sort of cardiovascular event. Uh, and, uh, you know, so uh, anyway, this website comp compiled did some uh, statistical uh, research, and, and it combined, uh, uh, it looked at about 60 professional bodybuilders, and it came out with some causes of death, and maybe we'll discuss them and, and get an idea of why so many guys, or why it seems that so many bodybuilders are dying young. According to this website, uh, bodybuilding deaths uh, for 60 deceased pro bodybuilders included 25 cardiovascular events. That range from 17 heart attacks, six heart failures, one vasculitis, one aneurysm. I'm not sure who had the aneurysm. It might have been George Richardson. I don't know. But uh, heart failure is, is an interesting cause of death for a, a younger person. Uh, congestive heart failure is more common in people that are older, usually over age 60. As a matter of fact, 40% of uh, people 
have some form of congestive heart failure. But to have it in a young person uh, is very unusual, especially when, when you consider that exercise is about one of the best things you can do to keep your heart strong. A uh, combination of aerobic exercise and weight training will keep the heart strong. Although somebody who's been working out for years does get, it's unavoidable, you get a, a degree of what they call cardiac hypertrophy, especially of the left ventricle. That's the pumping chamber of the heart. Uh, you have to understand the heart is like a muscle. In other words, when you put stress on the heart, like through exercise, to, to take on the, the added stress, the muscle, the heart muscle, which is a specialized muscle, it, it, it enlarges, just like a, a skeletal muscle does when you lift weights. It does that to handle the extra burden being placed on it by exercise. And that's not a bad thing. It's a bad thing if it's caused by something pathological like long-standing hypertension, high blood pressure. That can also cause an, a large heart, which leads to heart failure. But, in, but just having a large heart doesn't mean that you're in trouble as far as heart disease. But what it does do, it kind of sets you up where when you get older, because of your enlarged heart, you have to continue to exercise to keep that pumping chamber, that left ventricle. you got to keep it strong by continuing to do exercise and, and aerobics just to keep it strong. If you don't, then you, because of a predisposed enlarged heart, you could slip into heart failure. But that doesn't explain, I'm assuming that of these 60 dead bodybuilders, six of them died of heart failure. I'm assuming that most of these guys might have been over 50 years of age, where they might have given up weight training and maybe you know not worked out at all, you know, taken on bad habits like the average person, bad nutrition. Maybe some of them smoked cigarettes, which is horrible for your heart. Uh, you know, again, didn't involve, get involved in any of that might have explained their heart failure. Uh, as far as these, these 17 heart attacks, that could be related to, unfortunately, anabolic steroid use and the use of other drugs besides steroids. Uh, taking large amounts of diuretics uh, can deplete enough electrolytes or minerals uh, to cause a, a, a heart attack. Uh, your heart has to have certain minerals to function. Uh, this includes potassium, magnesium, calcium. Uh, if you take diuretics, it can deplete these electrolytes, as they're called, and your heart can go into a fatal rhythm disturbance that can, pre can precipitate a, a massive heart attack and kill you. That's diuretics. Now, steroids, as far as relation to heart disease, that would take a little bit longer. Uh, you're not going to have a sudden heart attack from using any kind of anabolic steroid, whether it's injectable or oral. But what you are doing is you're, uh, unfortunately, you're causing abnormal changes of what's called blood lipids, such as cholesterol, high-density lipoprotein goes down, that's protective. LDL cholesterol, which when oxidized is considered risky for cardiovascular disease, that gets elevated when you, when you take steroids. And uh, this can cause, stimulate what they call atherosclerosis, which is a buildup of plaque in the arteries, especially the coronary arteries, where it occludes the blood flow, where if you throw off a piece of plaque or you, or you get a, a clot enlarged in the artery, the artery that serves that particular part of the heart, the, that, that, part, that portion of the heart served by that artery dies. It's called necrosis. It doesn't necessarily kill you, but it means that you've caused heart damage. So steroids could kill you by, uh, they could also do something where if you take it for many, many years, 
It's been shown in medical studies that steroids can change the structure of the heart in such a way that it predisposes you to having heart attacks as you get older. I'm talking about, let's say, the kind of doses that pro bodybuilders take today. Uh, you know, the massive doses, uh, trenbolone, and all this kind of crap. You know, this could this could change the structure of the heart, where you're not going to die right away, but you'll also, you know, as you get older, maybe as early as 50, you can suddenly get a heart attack and drop dead. Also, the the uh, uh, I, I wrote about a study in my uh, Applied Metabolics newsletter where they did a medical study of professional bodybuilders, I believe it's 14 of them, and they did what they call, did a calcium score. They checked the, the amount of calcium that was basically in their coronary arteries. In other words, the hardened arteries, how much calcium was in there. And that's considered a harbinger of future heart attacks and possibly strokes. And uh, now you have to understand, these 14 pro bodybuilders, none of them were showing any symptoms. None of them had any heart problems that were apparent, nothing. But when they did under uh, when they under uh, underwent the cardiac uh, scoring system, they uh, twelve of them were found to have a excessive accumulation of calcium in their coronary arteries. What this means is, if they keep this up with the heavy drug use, they will probably have a premature heart attack right around the corner. Could be again, you know, it's not going to happen immediately. It could happen. It's hard to say. You can't predict a year, two years, five years, six years. You don't know. But they're heading for a heart attack. Now, the next causes of death were what they call 11 unspecified natural causes, uh, including five unreleased causes, meaning they don't know what caused the deaths of the bodybuilders. Seven of the bodybuilders died of cancer. Two of them died of stomach cancer. Uh, you know, I know that Dennis Tenorino was an old friend of mine. He was a former Mr. America, Mr. Universe, was a pro bodybuilder. He died of stomach cancer, which I believe was not related to any drug use. Dennis had a, a uh, started out with an intestinal tumor, which he successfully treated and survived. Unfortunately, cancer, any oncologist or cancer specialist will tell you one of the problems with cancer is that, let's say if they remove a tumor, sometimes little bits of tumor, they call them seeds, are left in the body. They could travel to other organs and become full-blown tumors and kill you. And in Dennis's case, he might have cured, this is just speculation, by the way, <clears throat> he might have cured the intestinal tumor. He described it to me as big as a as a baseball when he told me about it. He, he they, they removed that, but it might have left seeds that went you know, to his stomach, unfortunately gave him a fatal stomach cancer and killed him. Two other bodybuilders died of leukemia, which is a cancer of the blood. Uh, again, that uh, that's not necessarily uh, caused by steroids. Uh, there there was speculation years ago that growth hormone could stimulate leukemia, uh, but you know when they did follow up studies, they found that, uh, ch for example, children who are given growth hormone because they're deficient in it, you know, children deficient in growth hormone, they they followed them for as much as 25 years. And they found almost no low to no rates of leukemia. <clears throat> so even though it's still speculative that leukemia, I mean, is related to uh, uh, human growth hormone use, there's a famous bodybuilder who got leukemia. Uh, uh, is, uh, I don't want to mention his name. He's still alive. Uh, you guys probably know who he is. He was one of the, he was considered to have a, a great uh, possible pro career, kind of faded out. 
he got leukemia, he attributed it to his use of growth hormone. Uh, again, there's no cause and effect proof of that, but that's what he said. Uh, one, one bodybuilder died of skin cancer. I don't know who that is. I do know that Robert Kennedy, who is the, uh, who is the publisher of Muscle Mag International, <clears throat> he died of a skin cancer that started out on his scalp. You know, he, he was kind of bald up there. And he didn't treat it for 30 years. It was an easily curable type of skin cancer. He, he didn't treat it, and it spread internally and wound up killing him. That might have been who they were referring to, although he was not a pro bodybuilder. Uh, six bodybuilders died of kidney problems. Three of them died of kidney failures. One of them died of multiple organ failure. What is that? Multiple organ failure usually means, for example, a lot of times people with kidney failure... When one organ fails, it's like a chain reaction. Suddenly, other organ, all other internal organs, suddenly fail along with it, all at the same time, and that that's fatal. So you know you can have a, like a liver failure, then you suddenly have kidney failure, then heart failure, then you die. That's a a, a, a catastrophe, a medical catastrophe. One died from a failed kidney transplant, and uh, and, and uh, one died uh, of a sudden decline, chronic kidney disease. Uh, I'll mention his name a little bit later. He was a great guy, former Mr. USA winner. He had kidney disease and uh, for a couple of years. He, he, uh, he also had prostate cancer. Eventually, the kidney disease, he just his kidneys just went real fast and he died. Uh, he had six unnatural deaths, which, of course, cannot be contributed to any drugs at all. We're talking two murders, two suicides, one overdose and one accidental death. Two of them died of Alzheimer's disease. Uh, one of them I know for sure was... Larry Scott, who was the, won the first two Mr. Olympia contests in 1965 and 1966. Larry died of Alzheimer's disease. Uh, two of them died of lung uh, disease, uh, valley fever. That would be Dave Johns, who was the 1977 Miss, uh, let me think, was it? Yeah, I think it was the 1977 Mr. America. He died of San Joaquin Valley fever, which is a type of fungus where if it gets, if it gets to, if it spreads systemically, it, it can be treated in its early stages with, with antifungal drugs. But if it gets, if it spreads too much systemically, you'll die. Uh, it's usually related to a failure of the immune system too. Uh, another bodybuilder died of pneumonia, and one bodybuilder died of uh, of liver failure. Uh, the the bodybuilding related kidney deaths at 10% is abnormally high, and and uh, you know it could be related to using certain drugs like insulin and diuretics. Diuretics put a, a tremendous strain on, on kidney function. Uh, uh, the combination of, of dehydrating yourself by not drinking water and fluids and taking a lot of diuretics before a contest is practically lethal to the kidneys. It's like taking a knife and cutting your kidneys to bits, it, it, yet people do that all the time. As far as liver damage, that's more associated with oral anabolic steroid drugs Oral anabolic steroid drugs are designed not to be prematurely degraded in the liver, so they tend to accumulate in the liver. Depending on how much oral steroid you use at the same time, you get what they call a chemical hepatitis. You get an inflammation in the liver, which causes what they call cholestasis. It blocks the ducts that deliver bile to the gallbladder, and when it, what happens is that this, the, the bile builds up in the liver, and starts to destroy hepatocytes, which are our liver uh, cells, and uh, you, it can lead to liver cirrhosis, which is scar tissue in the liver, 
or in a worst case scenario, you could die from uh, liver cancer. Uh, of course, if you drink alcohol, it, it, it makes it much, much worse. Uh, a lot of uh, cancer deaths are not common in bodybuilders. Uh, you know, my experience is for some reason, European bodybuilders years ago, a lot of them smoked cigarettes, but the bodybuilders, the American bodybuilders didn't follow suit. Of course, uh, smoking cigarettes is a terrible uh, risk factor for lung cancer and ju just about every other kind of cancer. To draw just a conclusion, uh, bodybuilders are still living a little bit longer than the average per man because of their, well, this applies to women too, because they're generally, if you, if you subtract the use of anabolic drugs like anabolic steroids and growth hormone and diuretics, and, and uh, oh God, the worst drug of all uh, is, uh, uh, what is it called? Uh, dehydro, I can't remember the name of it. Uh, the DNP, dinitrophenol, worst drug of all. That's a, that can kill you in seconds. I'm not going to talk about that here, but uh, the point is that the, the general health habits of bodybuilders does tend to favor longevity, but I think, you know, it's cut short by drug use. Now, you might say, what if the bodybuilders used heavy drug, let's say, extensive drug use while they were competing, but when they retired, they got off all drugs? Was that going to shorten their life? Hard to say. It all depends on how much damage the drugs did. And, and that I couldn't say. As I said, long-term heavy steroid use changes the structure of the heart, sets you up for heart disease. So even if you get off the drugs and you know you stop competing, you take no drugs, you might have already caused damage to in, internally that you don't know about that could catch up with you. But nobody's really looked at that from a scientific point of view, so I couldn't say. But I will say this, uh, one, I think, main reason that to explain some of the current deaths among, let's say, the current bodybuilders, I think it's because of poor coaching. A lot of these guys, a lot of these men and women hire what they call contest prep coaches. Uh, I'm not going to say all of them are bad. Some of them are knowledgeable, but they all have one common denominator. None of them have any medical training at all. And they tell these guys not only how to eat, but they also advise a lot. In a lot of cases, from what I understand, uh, they advise them on what drugs to use. And, you know, the truth of the matter is, and I've said this before in prior videos, there's no scientific basis for any particular drug regime. There's none that have ever been tested scientifically. They're all anecdotal. In other words, it worked for this guy, so it'll work for that guy. That's the only basis of it. The problem is that when these gurus or these bodybuilding contest prep people, when they give their clients or suggest these, uh, these drug regimes, if they, uh, a lot of times they don't, they're not, these, these bodybuilders are not monitored medically. They're not undergoing required blood tests, medical tests. So, you know, if something hits them, it hits them hard, hard enough to kill them. So uh, I, I think, what's the answer? I think the answer is, let's face it. I mean, you're not going to get rid of PEDs, drugs, steroids, diuretics. It's not going to end. I mean, they're not going to do drug testing. There's only one way solution that I know of, and that's individual individual uh, uh, individual respect for yourself, let's say, uh, where a bodybuilder who's on these regimes really has to get medically tested regularly. I'm talking, if you're on a heavy steroid regime, 
at least every four, three to four weeks. Have your blood test done, lipid panels, liver tests done. Uh, you know, undergo medical testing. Even if you feel good, do it. The medical testing could find things that could wind up killing you. It could save your life. If you just go blind and take all these drugs and do all these crazy things and overeat and not are not medically monitored, monitored you have only you have to sell yourself to blame if if you die. So that's all I can say, and and that's about it for this uh, video. Uh, uh, happy New Year to everybody. Uh, happy to be here back at uh, Generation Iron. Uh, so take care. Thank you for listening. Thank <laughs> you.